My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guest is Scott Wiggum, Director of Global IT Service and Support for Intercontinental's Hotels Group. Scott and I talk about his implementation of artificial intelligence into his company's workflow, including the process of teaching an AI solution how to integrate into the company's workflow. I think that when we went to deployment, that was one of the mistakes that we made was that we as developers were very focused on trying to script out every path of this and we didn't leverage the machine learning capability of this technology that uh, helped us map out these paths as well as what the future of AI looks like in commercial environments. There's spaces in HR, there's spaces in finance, there's spaces in customer support, uh, there's spaces in sales that uh, for this technology that uh, we're continuing to explore. And I think that there's going to be spaces in, uh, in our guest-facing uh, areas as well that, uh, that we'll be exploring and, uh, and doing great things, great creative things to uh, bring value to our guests. In early December of 2017, IPsoft held a dinner at Luca Back Bay in Boston, Massachusetts. The digital automation company that created its AI platform, Amelia, wanted us to find out how artificial intelligence can and will be used in everyday business. In order to demonstrate, they invited Scott Wiggum, Director of Global IT Service and Support for IHG, to speak about how he is using Amelia and its artificial intelligence in his everyday business. When Wiggum joined IHG in July of 2015, he was given the challenge of straightening out and delivering high-quality IT services that handled the capacity coming in. The challenge was that he had to do so within the physical and financial constraints present in any organization. Basically, he was given the task to expand without expanding. Wiggum and his department of six made the decision to integrate Amelia, made the investment, and started on the path to incorporate AI into its business. They started with integration into the company's case management tool. It took three days to do the integration, and Scott learned that tasks that were costing them over $70 each when broken down were reduced to pennies on the dollar when using Amelia. I invited Scott on the podcast to discuss the entire process, from deciding on using AI, to researching solutions, to selling his plan to upper management, to the implementation and learning process of the AI solution. We go on to discuss his plans for further incorporating AI into his organization and the future of AI in general. This interview is a must-listen for everyone. Artificial intelligence is everywhere in the news, and Scott gives actionable, real-life, current-day information on implementing artificial intelligence solutions into a company's business plan. I encourage you to listen closely. Enjoy the interview. Before we get to the interview, a quick reminder that My Tech Decisions podcast is now available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Make sure to subscribe in order to instantly download the latest interviews with expert AV integrators, IT providers, security installers, technology manufacturers, and commercial technology decision makers like yourself. If you like what you hear, you can leave a comment and rate the podcast as well. Search for My Tech Decisions podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. 
download, and subscribe. Now let's get to the interview. Welcome to My Tech Decisions podcast. Today's guest is Scott Wiggum, Director of Global IT Service and Support for Intercontinental Hotels Group. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. So I had Scott on because Scott has hands-on experience integrating artificial intelligence into his workflow. When I first met Scott, he was giving a presentation in Boston. He spoke about how he came to integrate IPsoft's artificial intelligence solution, Amelia, into his IT stack at IHG. So I want to talk about that process a bit, and then I want to get into your plans for the future, Scott, and where you think AI is going in general. So to start, could you tell the listeners a bit about how you decided you wanted an AI solution? What was the decision-making process like, and and how did you research solutions and get started? Yeah, that was uh, a great story to tell about how we took that journey. And I think it starts with um, the original challenge that IHG put before myself and my team as we started to look at the way that we were delivering IT services and IT support for, at IHG, um, our hotel colleagues uh, and approximately 6,000 hotels around the world, as well as our corporate colleagues um, at various locations around the world that uh, support uh, our hotels. And the challenges that were put forth before us was, that we were trying to meet a demand on IT services that uh, we just didn't have the resources at the time in terms of people, staff, um, and processes to uh, address the demand on IT services. And one of the challenges that was put forth before us was um, when they said, uh, when the IHG leadership said, you know, we, absolutely, we get your plan. We know what we need to do what we'd like to do, but we just don't have the space, um, the physical space to um, try and ramp up to meet the demands immediately. And so we need you, Scott, to expand IT services, IT support services, without expanding. And that became the um, mantra of the challenge was expand without expanding. And as we started looking at uh, that capability to be able to scale up as well as take a look at uh, the quality of services that we were delivering to our customers, we very much started to go into the realm of how do we automate some of this? How do we look at a consistent experience? And obviously that started us to take uh, take us down the path of maybe we can leverage um, artificial intelligence capabilities uh, and take a look at what's available out there to us. And that brought us into doing the research and looking at what was available for us. And one of the big challenges that we had to address was we have to engage with our clients. Uh, They've got to have a place to reach out to us um, and connect with us in order to request those services, describe what they were uh, needing, um, and engage with us on a um, very broad um, capability. Uh, And that really brought us to cognitive engagement, um, which in our minds, when we look at uh, the AI suite, there are a lot of there's a lot of debate in the industry about what is artificial intelligence. Uh, you have the purists that are um, the Alan Turing test um, purists that would say right now, and I think with some conviction that artificial intelligence doesn't exist yet. Um, but when you start combining some of the technologies that are out there, the cognitive technologies in terms of engagement, um, in terms of analytics, in terms of autonomics, I think you can start bringing together some uh, AI tool suites that uh, actually um, meet 
some of the strict standards around what an AI environment would look like. And that's where we started looking into the different component pieces. Who could do the engagement uh, portion of this? Um, who could do the autonomic portion of this? And who could do the analytics? And the first people that you think about in terms of analytics is going to be IBM, IBM Watson. Um, and then you want to take a look at, uh, and of course, some of the other well-known names uh, with Google um, and some of the work that they're doing there. And then as you dig deeper and peel back the layers, we started to find that there were other players in the space that were uh, uh, excellent. They were best in breed technologies. Uh, and of course, the engagement piece, I think, is one of the more challenging pieces. And that's where we started walking down the path of what is a chatbot? What is um, what are the capabilities there? And then inside that conversation that you're going to have with someone as you engage them um, with your technology is who's very good at the uh, conversational uh, capability, who's good at the natural language processing, natural language understanding, um, who is good at the multiple channels, the omni-channel set. And that's where you start to um, dig a little bit deeper and you find the players that are quite capable of executing on different component pieces um, of that. Uh, IBM Watson is certainly leading the field right now, the last time I checked, in terms of uh, text-to-speech. Google is close on their heels. Um, and then, of course, I think when you take a look at the IPsoft technology, you start to see an engagement tool that is um, provides flexibility um, as well as capability for not only your end-user engagement in terms of the persona itself, but as well as um, your SMEs that are supervising the AI engagement technology and allowing them to uh, um, develop uh, as well as deploy and maintain the quality that you need it to engage your customers on a long-term basis. You mentioned that sort of the higher-ups had given you the task to expand without expanding. When, when you went back to them and said artificial intelligence, what was that conversation like? Was, were, were they just sort of like, you know, Scott, we gave you this, you know, we gave you this task, run with it and, and do what you think is best? Or was there sort of a, a process where you needed to explain to them, like, you know, this isn't science fiction. I really want to bring this into our, our company. I would say the answer to that question is going to be yes on both of those fronts. Um, it was at first was, uh, okay, is this just a chat bot? Um, what you're looking to do, that, is it capable? And that has that question of, is this just science fiction that you're bringing to us right now? And are you just really excited about the technology? But at the same time, um, we had a leadership set that was willing to uh, – experiment um, a, a little bit um, and uh, take some risk in order to uh, solve a big problem. Um, and I think that that was a reflection of the leadership that was there. And that's uh, fantastic. And uh, I can't say enough about uh, the leadership that was involved in terms of uh, a gentleman named Kurt Smith, as well as uh, Craig Preston uh, at the time to uh, really take some risk here and uh, investigate new cutting edge technology and, for those listeners that are in organizations that have that type of leadership or they're the leadership themselves, um, those are the type of organizations that really uh, embrace this challenge and come up with the creative solutions or um, become conduits for those type of creative solutions to come to the forefront. And at the current pace of this technology, it, it certainly is um, gaining a tremendous amount of traction it is much more effective than it was in 2015. Um, and I think that um, being able to sit down and 
do two things. Number one, don't oversell this technology uh, to those decision makers um, to make them feel uncomfortable that it is getting out on a, a, in an area that uh, may be more show than delivery, um, as well as um, don't be afraid to uh, embrace the best of, of what this technology can accomplish um, and be confident in that. And uh, I think if you bring those two powerful combinations, such as what we did with our, to our leadership, that uh, they're more than willing to open up the checkbooks, um, risk a little bit uh, of their reputation in order to uh, deliver a great solution. Well, let, let's talk about what this solution accomplished for you guys. What was the implementation process like? What was it like introducing artificial intelligence into your workflow and having it fit your workflow? Yes, that uh, great question. And that was probably the biggest part of the challenge of delivering this. And first, we certainly had to um, lay out our business case of what business problem we were trying to solve for. Um, if you're walking into the saying, I'm just going to deploy artificial intelligence, you don't know why that you're doing it or what problem that you're trying to attack, um, then I think you're going to, uh, it's going to founder just a little bit until you do find that problem. And uh, we certainly had ours in front of us, which was to deliver a significant amount of capacity um, that was scalable, um, as well as um, be cognizant of our costs. Um, and as we went through that process, we started detailing out uh, what tasks was AI going to actually execute for us and map out those processes by which those tasks um, uh, are executed by uh, executed upon by the AI platform. And that was, uh, in a general sense, exactly how we went through this was, this is our business problem. These are the tasks that uh, can help solve that business problem. Let's map out those tasks and then apply that to the AI. Now, that's a very heuristic approach um, and takes us back to the path of the, uh, the, the chat bots in which uh, everything is scripted. I think that when we went to deployment, that was one of the mistakes that we made was that we as developers were very focused on trying to script out every path of this, and we didn't leverage the machine learning capability of this technology that uh, helped us map out these paths. We also discovered with, uh, as we went through this was um, through this heuristic approach, we had not really um, documented uh, many of the processes that we were trying to replicate as well as we should have. Uh, and I think that once we started to shift our mindsets to allowing the machine learning capability to um, absorb the conversations, absorb the transactions that were taking place um, from speech to text, from text to text, uh, conversations that were taking place between uh, our people and our uh, customers, and, uh, and start uh, mapping out how those conversations take place. Uh, once we started doing that, I think that we uh, started to see that we could allow the machine learning capability to start to do um, best path optimization to the solution. And that's where uh, our deployment capabilities really started to uh, blossom and uh, bring the power of the technology uh, to bear on the problems that we were trying to solve. Now, there's been plenty of chatter online about how AI and robots are going to take everybody's jobs. And uh, a lot of it is probably hyperbole. Some of it maybe is justified. How have the human employees responded to the AI solution at IHG? Because I believe that it is doing jobs that were 
beforehand, you know, being handled by employees, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, great question. And that brings so much to bear about the cultural aspects around artificial intelligence. Um, I think uh, it's the uh, head of Deloitte Touche at one point in time. Uh, she said that uh, she referred to AI and especially engagement AI as job killing technology. Um, we took a different approach uh, about this uh, and we looked at this technology as an enhancement um, to the capabilities of our staff um, already in place. Uh, what we uh, thought about was the people that might be impacted, how can we leverage their expertise that we're trying to draw out of them so that we can do those day-to-day -day routine rote tasks? How can we draw on the, upon their expertise um, in order to uh, deploy on this technology in order to maintain this technology so that it's as effective uh, from when we first started on this path um, as it is uh, one year from now, two years from now, three years from now. And we started to see the potential to transform jobs instead of just uh, doing job killing. Um, and many, uh, some of the employees that would have been impacted, uh, what they ended up becoming were trainers of the AI system. Um, and as new processes come in place, as our business changes, they're there to constantly train uh, the tool set um, so that it can react um, as well as uh, be um, proactive in, uh, in executing on uh, these day-to-day -day routine tasks that generate uh, or that 70% uh, of your day uh, could be comprised of. I read uh, an article in which uh, there was a study on um, what the average worker in the United States spends their time on, and over 55% of the work is spent on routine tasks that happen day in and day out, and the rest of that time is split up between creative activities um, as well as non, uh, non-productive work uh, off to the side. And what we're looking at is using this technology to uh, convert those employees' time from routine task into more creative task because creative task, um, creative work is what generates value for the individual employee, the customer, as well as the business as a whole. And so we started transforming their jobs to enhance what they're doing now, um, change the, the real spectrum to where they're at a more high-level um, supervising AI technology and it amplifies uh, what they do. And so if I have an employee who did this task and they helped out 50 customers a day, well, now they can train an AI to do this task and that, and that AI can now do that task for um, virtually unlimited number of uh, customers, only limited by the uh, infrastructure that we have in place. And that becomes a much more powerful um, employee. And that is one of the challenges that uh, I think people that are deploying this technology have to face is the fear that this is going to be a job killer. Let's not avoid uh, the question that's in the room, which is, um, is there going to be job destruction? I think that there will be job destruction, um, and it is how we approach this technology to change that job destruction from we're just laying people off to we're transforming people's uh, roles into uh, more productive, more creative roles, and we can do that with the internal talent that we have. It may slow down some hiring in certain types of roles, but with this capability, we'll be able to uh, redirect those resources into doing even more for our customers and in turn uh, benefiting the, the organization and the staff as a whole. Um, and if we take a look at it from that aspect, 
and we understand technology, let's look back at uh, what technology has done in, uh, in history to see how this might play out in the future. Technology automation um, has only replaced or eliminated one official job um, uh, uh, job function in the U.S. in the last 20th century and, and forward, and that was an elevator operator. That role has been eliminated because of automated technology. And I think if we look at AI technology, that that's the direction that we're going. Um, yes, there will be some jobs that will just be flat out eliminated, but what happens with those people that held those jobs and the people that are coming up behind them for entry-level positions, where are they going after that? I think the, the horizon is unlimited. We can't see over it. And there's going to be so much more on the other side that is going to be impressive, exciting, um, and requires us to uh, take a look at this technology and how we can benefit and transform uh, the people, the economy, uh, and really our culture with it. Well, speaking of the other side, you, you've you introduced artificial intelligence into this phase of the business, but there's plenty of other places that potentially artificial intelligence could be uh, utilized. Do you have plans to expand AI, uh, Amelia, or any other sort of AI solution into other aspects of IHG? Yes, we do. Um, and we are working with multiple departments internally um, to expand this. I think, uh, I, and I've had a lot of conversations with many CEOs, CTOs, CEOs uh, along this uh, as we've gone along this journey, and they're looking at how they they can deploy it in their organizations. And so we have plans internally to continue expanding on this, to continue transforming, um, and that is one of the great uh, cultural aspects of IHG is that they're always looking for ways to get better. IHG is a relationship culture. Um, our people are very important to us. It's the hospitality business. It is in our DNA that uh, people are important to us, but people doing um, great creative things uh, for our guests, for our hotel owners, that's what really drives us. And so we're leveraging this technology to continue to expand. There's spaces in uh, HR, there's spaces in finance, there's spaces in customer support, uh, there's spaces in sales that, uh, for this technology that uh, we're continuing to explore. And I think that there's going to be spaces in uh, in our guest facing uh, areas as well that uh, that we'll be exploring and uh, and doing great thing, great creative things uh, to uh, bring value to our guests. Well, we'll be sure to have you on again once you guys start implementing artificial intelligence even further, so that our audience can learn uh, more about you know this exciting new technology that uh, you've worked so hard to be, you know, at, at the forefront to a certain extent of, of introducing it into your workflow. So uh, thank you for your time. Scott, if, if anyone wants to get involved or, or uh, wants to book a hotel through Intercontinental Hotels Group, how can they find you? What's the website? Uh, we are uh, www.ihg.com. Uh, reach out to us. And uh, in that website, uh, you'll be able to uh, find your way into a uh, booking a hotel at a, or booking a room at a great hotel for a great experience. Okay. Scott Wiggum, Director of Global IT Service and Support for Intercontinental Hotels Group. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening to My Tech Decisions podcast. Here at Tech Decisions, it's our mission to help you do your job better. 
If you'd like to learn more, head over to www.mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. I'm your host, Jonathan Blackwood, Managing Editor of Tech Decisions, and you can find me at Blackwood Tweets. Thank you again for listening, and good luck with all of your installations and implementations.